Hello and welcome to the Star Trek podcast, Trek This Out. I'm your host, Bob, and we're joined not quite by the full ensemble this week, but we have Andrea. Hello. Hello, Andrea. We have Suki. Hello. And we have John. Hello. Hiya, John. Lindsay's unfortunately not with us this week, but she has sent us some audio feedback, which we shall play I later. I can't argue with that, Bob. How can I argue with audio? <laughs> Andrea. Andrea, you're going to have to pick this up and say something that I can object to. Can That's you say controversial yeah. things and hope it works? <laughs> yeah. Can you be offended by something that I can be arguing against your offending? <laughs> is that not the right word? Say something like Star Trek the Animated Series is fantastic. Clearly <laughs> 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 not, not the case. Well, I'm sure we can find something for you to argue with, John. I'm very good at that anyway. Um, on this episode, uh, we are reviewing the animated series uh, adventure, the Counterclock Incident. Uh, we'll be giving our lights out with five. We'll be reading out your feedback to the story, vote for this week's red shirt, etc., etc. But before all that, I am going to engage the warp drive. Before we crack on, now we're fully engaged. Um, I'm just going to come around for a bit of gossip, but I'm going to let you know a little bit of news before we crack on. Um, so Discovery's out in October, um, so about a month or so away. Um, so we're going to have a little break until Discovery comes back. Then we're back for our full weekly Discovery show. We'll probably have a preamble um, before it comes back as well. Um, so just let you know we're having a little break for a month, um, which is cool because you've got stuff to do, I'm sure, and loads of other things to listen to. Also, I'm on, uh, I've just been released on another Star Trek podcast as a guest, which is Spock light i think i mentioned it before that's just come out today uh, it's quite cool there's a lot of seagull background noise because uh, the host was in brighton and it was the hottest day of the year and he had his um his doors open so there's loads of seagulls it sounds great i kept thinking there were seagulls outside it's quite a cool thing uh and he also called quentin tarantino the brexit uh, brexit britain's version of a director which i was quite pleased with as well anyway yes that's out that that, that is out now that's me I'm, I'm i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm done uh have you got anything i am in series three of my deep space nine oh, yes. rewatch um it's going quite well it's going to slow down when i go back to work um and i'm enjoying it more than i expected um by the time we come back you never know i might be nearly finished yeah um, cool so it's a, it's a you you are really how are you finding it um a lot better than i expected um i think one of my massive problems was i watched it with gaps and i've watched a lot of it out of order and i don't think you can get away with it in the way you could with like tng or 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 pretty much anything else i think it's it's a show that you need to watch in sequence otherwise a lot of it does not make sense and i can see why i didn't like it yeah no no it's definitely it's it's the most arky of all of the series i think I think when it's really good, it's exceptionally good. Yeah. And then, like, sort of middle and episodes are still quite good. I think when it's crap, it's crap. I think mm. it's like I think it's that type of show. But I, I do like it a lot more than I thought I did. So good. I'm quite pleased with that. Good. Suki, you look like you've got a piece to say, my friend. Uh, just us saying about news. Uh, I have been listening to uh, David Tennant's new podcast, mm-hmm. and he's had George Takei on there. Ah. He's, he's sort of ripped into uh, what was happening behind the scenes during the original series. So yeah. if you want to check out what he says, check out David Tennant's he's good. Uh, he's good in conversation with podcast. He doesn't hold back, doesn't George? No. Hasn't Mr Shatner had a sort of 
dig back and said he's exaggerating or like it wasn't like that. I'm sure. Uh, so I haven't read the details, but I'm sure he's maybe in, uh, in William Shatner's head it wasn't like that, <laughs> <laughs> but it probably was very like that. He's probably put out a tweet or so and sent it out, but yeah. I haven't read it anywhere. So yeah. Oh, well. I like love George Cat. You see, like I say, he's, he, there's no holes barred with him. He, he loves it. Uh, John, are you going to surprise me and tell me you've got anything to say? Um, Lower Decks is still ongoing. Oh. Uh, we've got Discovery coming out in early October. Thank That's you. me for news. Lovely. That's a lovely little chat around the table. And then I'm <laughs> going to shove a trailer right in here and we'll get cracking on reviewing this episode of the what's it called the animated series the count of clock incident there we go got it right that time well again well done lad thank you very much so this is going to be yeah we're going to review the count of cock uh, counter cock incident cool space the final frontier these are the voyages of the starship enterprise it's five year mission to explore strange new worlds to seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Welcome to the shittest TV show possibly ever made. With such characters as Cartoon Kirk and a young jaundiced Spock. You're in for thrills and rides, but you ain't, because this is fucking terrible. This is Star Trek, the animated series. Uh, yeah. Sucky, you chose four of the animated series for a, for, for a Twitter poll for people to vote on what we were going to be reviewing, and it was the uh, counterclock incident that won. Why the fuck did you pick the animated series? Yeah, thanks, Sucky. Why not? It's fucking why shit. Why not? I'll tell you why it's shit. I've got loads of reasons why. Okay, it's shit. you could. Okay, tell tell it afterwards, right? <laughs> right. Don't go start writing it. Right, right into it. No, I picked it because we had we lower decks had just been released. We're all really raving about that show, right? It isn't fully available for everybody to view, so I decided to pick the animated show, which we have not even touched uh, or referenced virtually in anything that we spoke about. So yeah. I thought I'd spank four episodes on and see what the crack is. And obviously, well, looks a bit. All three of you now look very pleased, judging by this uh, video screen I've got in front of me. So. Uh, it's fine, it's okay. Do you want to give us a fact hunt, my friend? Yes. Right. So this um, the Count Clock uh, incident was uh, the final episode of the second season, which was only six episodes long, and it was shown on October the twelfth, nineteen seventy-four. <laughs> And it was written by Fred Bronson under the pen name of John Culver. And this episode was directed by Bill Reed. Now, all the character, all the actors from the original show appeared in this, apart from um, Walter Koenig, who uh, played Chekhov, and Majel Barrett, uh, Jean Roddenberry's missus. Uh, she was credited on this episode as a being, being in it, but she never appeared. And that is my fact hunt. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Sucky. Excellent. Um, well, we'll do a little th- first thought. So you picked it, Sucky. Did you enjoy yourself? Did you enjoy <laughs> this episode? <laughs> right. Okay. I I can I can see from watching it from today's eyes with everything you know what we're it, used to. He hates it. Shush, will you? Right. <laughs> I I did enjoy it. Okay. I'm going to say I did enjoy it. It was a nice story. 
reverse story it was just badly executed in that it, there was a mm. lot of repeated animation uh, the voice actors the actors Terrible. were just like stilty they would just seem to be reading something off a page it's without it was like kids do with a school play it's like <laughs> it's a few places shot. it wasn't just Shatner either it was like yeah. all of Everyone. the kids like seemed like you were watching a school play yeah, yeah. the only one I can see probably James doing uh, he seemed to but the rest I, I just weren't impressed with right why are you shaking your head for John so um, basically, that, that the uh, uh, Commodore, what he's called, Admiral uh, fucking Ro- Robert April, who was the first, apparently the first captain on the Enterprise, sounds like the pedo of uh, Family Guy, where in his old man voice, <laughs> and his wife sounds even worse. Sounds like she's gonna fucking die at any point. It's just <laughs> terrible. All of the voice acting is fucking awful, and these are actual <laughs> actors. Why? Why do they just? Just start you know, talking like robots. You know this guy, you know, though. Like all through, I'm thinking this guy must be like 110 or something <laughs> like that. Like it's the future. And then they say, "Oh, you have to retire because you're 75." And I'm like, "I'm probably going to be 75 when I'm allowed to retire." <laughs> like fuck him. Like why did they make him seem like a thousand? I mean, that's what I mean. They do sound like there's proper emphasis on him sounding very, 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 very old, uh, and it's just all a bit. Weird. I mean, the plot think, is actually. I think, I think Sorry, the worst of the, the worst of the voice actors was uh, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, he just looked. He sounded like he just couldn't be asked. He just, <laughs> but just he's reading. Not... I'm reading this page. Yeah, I'll just take it. I don't care. I don't know. Sorry, you, you can look at it like maybe Leonard Nimoy is a mouse like his character. Now he's supposed to be unemotional, and so he's rather you know just reading it as he sees him reading off a page with no emotion in there whatsoever so he might be closer to the Vulcan than what he used to play on the show what I was going to say was when when Spock gets younger for some reason he gets jaundice <laughs> didn't know Vulcans had jaundice I mean it's like maybe he, he gets... did when he was a boy. <laughs> you don't know well they, well they do have that kind of skin tone don't they but we really shouldn't be commenting on his skin tone should we really Bob I mean I don't think Jaundice is not no, a race. Nice. Jaundice is not a race. Jaundice is not a race. <laughs> <laughs> there might be somebody in the Star Trek universe somewhere. <laughs> but yeah. he does. He goes like full. It's just. It's just really weird. I don't. Yeah. I like the plot is all right. The idea is actually all right. Um, this reverse thing, but the execution is is very poor. I'm not surprised this only got six episodes. And we're like, look, this is no, not good. Well, the thing was this six episodes. They the. The concept was given during the final season of uh, the original show. They, they went to Gene Roddenberry. He says, "Look, we want to make an animated show," and, they, and he says, "Yeah, okay, but we'll base it on this this uh, idea that he had, which was the original crew were going to be um, training up a teenage uh, crew uh, so they can continue these missions." Uh, but then it all petered out, and then three or four years later, this show came into being. Now. They they got an initial count of 22 episodes to be split over two seasons. They did 16 on the one and then six on the other. It just didn't get the ratings. Uh, no, it, no, it got high ratings, actually. Sorry, it did get, get high ratings, but it got them in adults when they wanted children to be viewing yeah. this show. Right? So that's one of the reasons why it was cancelled. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like you're saying there, the original idea being, uh, you know, kids, and then they're, they're sort of passed on, and it's the, ne- the next generation, if you like. That would yeah. just work, because kids will watch kids in cartoons and that, because they can relate to it. But this is just like trying to do 
the original series on cartoon, isn't it? Well, well also, it's... I'm just saying Gene, Gene Roddenberry wanted the cast and that he also wanted the back back uh, his crew as well to come back, the writers to come back. And yeah. so he got them. And so they weren't pitching to children. They were pitching yeah. to uh, the fans or the adults. So this is why the, uh, the stories were probably quite decent because I've only seen one or two episodes. They're quite decent, but the animation and the acting just let it down. Yeah, it's a shame because the beauty of animation is that you you're not stuck on a uh, like a TV budget or whatever. You can make up things and you can go anywhere. And I think if this had been done with any love whatsoever by anyone that's appeared on it, the actors and everything like that, it could have been something really cool and quite special. But they really just did the most half-hour shittest job, I think, that one of the ones I've seen. Like the, the actors don't give a fuck; they're just picking up a check and doing the voice. Um, can't blame them. Whatever. That's but that's what they're doing. There's no love in the animation. There's no love in any of it. Um, and it's Roddenberry again, just, just trying to ruin his own creation. What annoyed me was them because uh, there's two pronunciations of the, of the word Babel, isn't there? Yeah. We say Babel, Americans say Babel, but Babel to us means to sort of chatter and yeah. talk nonsense. Shit, so yeah. he's uh, he's going somewhere to Babel. It would sound less like saying I'm going somewhere to Babel. This sounds ridiculous <laughs> to me. That's what they were doing all the time. Every time they said Babel, it was like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know why it's different, but that annoyed me. Excellent. Some stuff that annoys me is quite big. Um, <laughs> the opening, the opening credit music is very much like a cheap Chinese knockoff of the original TOS stuff. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know how you get like rip-off versions of things with slightly changed theme music. So it's white. Yeah. Yeah. Like they've got a copyright issue. Um, the premise uh, of the going into a sort of backwards universe was interesting if they'd have done it with any sort of logic or any yeah. sense at all because there was none of that it didn't make any sense our antimatter universe and all this bullshit and and the lights and and the stars being dark it just made no logical <sighs> sense whatsoever. It, it, it really didn't i mean what were they like donut world or something like that no donut novas or something again that was shit and yeah, and the whole concept, like what John said there, of making another star its birth again or whatever, it's just, <clears throat> um, yeah, it's just daft. And it does, like I say, it just doesn't help with no one blatantly giving a shit um, and not acting properly. Mm. Just saying words. Uh, right. the, the, else, okay. <laughs> I could just, <laughs> yeah. I could just go back to the acting bit now. Uh, the the cat, all the cast for the first three episodes. They managed to get them all together to do the first three episodes together. And then, because they had other acting commitments, mm. what they did was to just go off and record, like they do with Big Finish Audio, just get them to record separately and then, yeah. and then just edit it all together. And so this is probably why maybe they're not emoting as well as they could do if they've got another well, member of cast in this they're episode. They're not emoting at all. At all. I think, yeah. I think Sh Shatner at least gave it a go at times. You could hear that he was actually trying to act. Yeah. Um, He's been trying to act all his career. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. <laughs> but he just carried it on from the OS into um, into this. But yeah, it, it just needed it needed the animation itself was was crap and very 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 basic. I don't know if that was necessarily a thing of the times or what it sounded or feels like. It's a kind of like 
industrial process for getting these things done and there's a set way of doing it and they send it off to China with the things and everybody colour it in and send it back yeah. or whatever, this, whatever no, they did this was, a, this was remember why spotless jaundice God's yeah. okay I, no, I, well, think, though, I well, think you've got far too high expectations of 70s animation yeah. like it was made by Filmation who made He-Man and stuff like that and like if you look, look at like it's sort of contemporary things like Scooby-Doo there's a lot of like sort of still frames and a lot of like reusing frames but like animation was very much seen as a kind of cheap kind of way of making television and and it does show but as a sort of contemporary of its time it probably didn't look bad well i think i I was gonna say but with scooby-doo and he-man and all that kind of stuff you had fucking awesome characters and voices relevant of like what it looks like and it was just there to sell toys you know, like the He-Man figures and all that. Like, at least you had, like, these cool characters that, you know, they had summit about them. Sorry, Suki. No, I was just going to say, you're right about the contemporaries at the time, but uh, Scooby-Doo and all these, their, that style of was done by Hanna-Barbera. Hanna-Barbera, of course, have had years and years of mm. doing uh, film film cartoons with Tom and Jerry, and then they were doing all their own TV stuff. So they've got years and years, and they're quite... Uh, professional doing it even though they used to repeat all the same sort of the uh, sequences yeah. with this one this was done quite on the cheap and it is blatantly done on the cheap because they had to pay for the cast the cast mm. did not come cheap because of one of the original series so I have therefore they needed to cut the costs and so what they did was on the animation they would go around having cost cutting exercises where instead of having the characters uh, show their lips moving not in this episode, but on some of the others, they'd, they'd put a, a hand over the mouth, right, so they didn't have to lip sync the actor mm. to the actual uh, lips moving on screen. Yeah. So this is a way of cost cutting. This was done quite cheap, right? This is the only way they could get a lot of this crew on here. Now, of course, the one that's missing is Chekhov. Chekhov couldn't get on here, but at the same time, Nichelle, Nicole, Nichelle Nichols? Nichols? Nichelle Nichols, yeah. Yeah, she was going to be taken off, as was, um, who's the other one? James Doohan, he was going to be taken off as well. Right, uh, both of them were going to be refused, uh, but they turned around, no, not George Takai, sorry, mm-hmm. they were going to refuse contracts as well. So it was only going to be James Doohan, DeForest Kelly, uh, Lennon Nimoy and William Shatner. They were the only four actors going to be returning, plus Nigel Barrett, who was going to do all the other character voices. They were the only ones going to be returning. But then Lennon Nimoy says, you can't do that, right? You've got the only two people of colour from the original series, and you're cutting them out. If you want to go around being diverse, if this is in back in the 70s, this is if you want to be diverse yeah. and show the future as being <clears> diverse as this, you've got to employ these actors. So, of course, they, they came back... George Takai only voiced Sulu, but Nichelle, Nichelle Nichols, she went and did loads of other characters, including, um, what's her name, uh, Sarah April in this episode. What, she did well the old as, woman? Yeah, she was the old woman. That was terrible. Sorry, Michelle, yeah. but, like, I, I love you, but that was... She was the old woman, and James Doohan was uh, Robert April. I mean, I was going to say, just while you were talking about animation and obviously getting out on the cheap and the cast were getting paid loads, I mean, you can't, there's no excuse. Walt Disney made some amazing and stunning beautiful cartoons in like the night, in the 1800s or whatever it was. It was like a long time ago, wasn't it? Much bigger budget though, wasn't it? Yep. I mean, it cost um, them millions of pounds, like, but... Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, like, bigger that budget. was like in the, in the of 40s, wasn't it, something? Loads of animators, different style of animation, I assume. Mm. Uh, remember, they've got, they've got to get these under budget quite quickly. 
yeah. uh, to get them out. It ain't going to be but, like. But if you if you see the Disney films, that's what I mean. Is like if you see the Disney films, this is like going from Star Wars to Doctor Who or something in the seventies. Do you know what I mean? It's like I appreciate the budgets and all that kind of stuff, but something's never going to take off when you try to do something new. If you've seen much better animation, for example, um, and they just make it. I'm just. It's just. I'm. It's really sad, really. I mean, it's not. I mean, the animation is one thing, but that isn't really uh, a blocker to anybody enjoying this. The only blocker is is the quality of the writing and the quality of the acting. Yeah, true. And the fact that they didn't utilise the fact that because they're an animated series, their their scope is infinite. That's they don't need saying, to be yeah. on the fucking bridge yeah. all the time. And I, I don't know whether that's because Gene Roddenberry assumed that people wanted to see that. That's the only thing I can uh, think of. The, but yeah, I mean, they're just trying to make TOS basically mm. but in a 20 minute yep. cartoon well there's, um, this, there's one, one thing about the animation which once you've seen it you can't unsee and it's not unique to this but it is a 70s thing why are people's eyeballs the same colour as the rest of their face yeah, <laughs> I know. once you've seen honestly it's like I think it, that's that the jaundice thing isn't it <laughs> that is the jaundice thing <laughs> probably is but it's um yeah I just think it's a bit sad it's a bit of a shame and uh, one of the things I do like is the weird Saru dude you know I, I liked seeing aliens in Star Trek in the crew um, so I thought things like that were a good touch that was uh, Lieutenant Arix who's uh, like the replacement for Chekhov yeah. that was voiced by Doohan as well but there was also another alien character but wasn't in this episode and that was Lieutenant Emres who's yeah. a communication officer who sometimes replace Uhura uh, but, and she was uh, voiced by Major Barra Nigel Barrett, but again, she wasn't in this episode. So, but I did, I did like the fact that they did have aliens as yeah. part of the crew. I yeah, mean, yeah. The, we've now got it in Discovery. We've also got it on Lower Decks. So, mm. it's it's quite it's decent, very good. Yeah, cool. Well, um, can somebody answer the question? Uh, why, at some point, and I, and I had to rewind because I think I might be thick and I just didn't follow the plot. Everybody starts to get younger, and you've got 18 minutes of getting younger. Why? Why? For a start, um, and kind of, how come they're getting younger and stupider in 18 minutes, like a whole lifetime? How's that happening? Why is that happening? Please, somebody answer There's me. There's no answer to it because it's just really badly written and thought out. They, well, they're just <laughs> regressing back to their childhood. Yeah, but yeah, really in 18 minutes, yeah. why in, Why uh, that? Why not? Like. Why not it taking their entire life to do it? And why didn't the woman who lived in reverse land to start with, why didn't she get younger by the same rate? Because she was travelling at the same speed. It doesn't make any fucking I, sense. Uh, it's, I, I want to talk about that woman who lived in the reverse uniform, uh, universe, right? Because clearly, like, the baby in, like, the court was her dad... And yeah. the old man was a son. So can we just talk about the birth process, please? <laughs> like, well, it, I, I need I someone to explain to me how she gave birth to an old man. Well, yeah. Like, there's no repairing. The, the, the only way this you see, You've seen Benjamin Button, have you? You've seen not Benjamin going anywhere Button, near that one. Benjamin Button, what happens to Benjamin Button? I'm not saying He gets that. younger all his life. Yeah, but how does he see his birth? From, like, it's like, so, like, he's a cop. Yeah, 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 he's a yeah. cop, and then he yeah. comes back to life. You see, like a fucking zombie. No, in the reverse, and then he, and he an goes, old he man. Goes, he goes he back into the... as a baby, as an old man. As yeah, an old but man in the reverse universe, presumably the whole process is 
she's not she's not there shoving a baby up a chuff uh, when no, it comes to that. That, if that's what if that's what saying it has to be <laughs> it has to be so so he the whole biology out. would be ne- reversed exactly. as well so he, co- he, co- he comes out of the grave or whatever like a zombie uh, lives his life backward or whatever and then he eventually goes back into the foo yeah, and but then when you have a, disappears, well, and, and I'm going to I'm going to reference I'm going to reference Red Dwarf backwards, which is well, my exactly. source. Yeah, yeah. Back. What happens when you have a poo? I mean, what's what's all that about? You're going to have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're reverse eating, aren't you? So it's yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit and also, I actually think it's worse than like giving birth to an old man. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but absorb- it's- it's you have to go to the toilet every. You have to go to the toilet every day and, and like suck up some poo into your bum. Yeah, and then puke and it then, out. And then and then puke it out as food yeah. into nice into a cheesecake I mean, or whatever you, the fuck. You get, you get used to it. Yeah, um, it's, it's the world that they. Yeah, as Bob <laughs> said, it's syndrome. the world that they've grown into. They know what they're doing. And also that last, so like, I know this is reverse, this is. Just hang on a minute. In the reverse universe, is an eating disorder refusing to have a shit. It would be after, wouldn't it? She no. can't, if you don't suck any poo up, there's yes. nothing <laughs> So, yeah, it's constipation. It's like an eating disorder. It can't be constipation. It's 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 the opposite of that. Opposite. It's like... <laughs> refusing poo up your anus. Yeah. Refusing to... <laughs> okay, refusing can we move on poo? from this, please? No, this is the most fucking interesting thing in the podcast so far. So, like, how would you refuse that, though? You just like, got, not you'd got just have to plug it, wouldn't you? <laughs> get, so out, have, get out my bottom. Have, if you have an eating disorder, you just wouldn't go to the toilet. Shut that's how, leave that's how leave it now. Go on, leave it. Let's go on to we're someone else. We're not going to shit sucky because we're not letting it in. All right. <laughs> well, what also, what about sex sucky? How does that work? How does sex work? So you're already... You're already the you're usual already, way I assume. You've, you've, already, you've already laid your, laid your cement. Look at, look at Andrea thinking, hang on, yeah. She's getting a story idea right now. That's what you do. <laughs> You've already had your fun. You've already peaked, and then you're unpeaking to the point yeah. of like, oh, do I have to? So, to like, oh, so fucking. You kind hey. of like, you find yourself like laying in bed next to somebody, and then you can feel like a, a, a sort of surge. Yeah. And then, oh shit! That's what this is. What, this is what I've got now. Imagine that. You know when you're pissed and like you, you know, you've had you, you know, alleged your eggs or whatever. But it hurts, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Yes. When you're pissed, it does hurt. When you, if you can, because it's hard sometimes when you're pissed. But like when you have, and you've, you know, you've done your thing and that. When you go for a piss, it hurts. I'm not alone there. I've spoke to other humans about it and everything. So like it'd be the opposite of that. But then it would go worse. That'd be quite a nice one of going backwards. Like getting punched in the face would be like you've got to in the face, and then suddenly you haven't. And oh, yeah. Puts the hand That's your Yeah. It's backwards. Also, the woman with the 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 woman, I don't know what she's called. She looks she looks like she's got like a, a, you know, like a tampon on her head or whatever they call them. You know the, you know what I mean? A weird thing on her head. The pad, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Used. Uh, Cool. We've got good five minutes out. That's great. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm not going to do quick fire because we're only half not even half an hour in. Um, (laughs) And what about the fact that why is the why is the sky light? Because that's not how light works. Not how physics works or anything. It's a reverse world. It's the opposite world. It's a reverse. Yeah, I know, but this this is a science fiction podcast. It shouldn't be a fucking. Yeah, but this is our this is our universe, and that's the way that universe works. We'll just use no, as that, that as an explanation. It's not a negative universe. It's like the antimatter. As soon as the Enterprise went across, it should have exploded the universe. Yeah. 
because antimatter and, and that's not how that works. I mean, it's basic science. I mean, this is stuff I learned at school. It's not like you know. What, you know, what pissed me off the most. Like, yeah, I love you know when you've had a good nose blow, fucking got nice and cleared out. Well, you're gonna be like, oh, I've got lovely open nostrils and loads of air coming in, and then suddenly you're fucking full of snot again. That did me, I did. Yeah, I know, but when you've got a cold, eventually you like you get perfect really quickly. It's like a day or like six hours or something, and suddenly, oh, fucking hell, I feel great. That's yeah, that's a good one, John. Yeah. So Father Christmas, yeah. Anyway. Father Christmas turns up and takes a present. You're gonna say that? Just think, you could cut your own leg off. And it would cut. It would. Why do you off. want to cut your you own leg off? You couldn't <laughs> cut your leg off, mate. You couldn't cut your leg off. What you'd have to do is have no leg Uncut to start it. with. Yeah, and then so I'd start with no... and add it on. Yeah, exactly. So then you I'd be like, that. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> but you could do shit like that. Would be awesome because then you're like, you, you don't know how lucky you'd be with, you know, because you've got no leg. Cause he chops it off, but then Auntie chops it off, and you've got legs again. Look, I can walk again, Mama. These surgeons just open people up and fuck them up. <laughs> Rip them apart. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. We're gonna carry on with this. I feel like if Lindsay was here, she would be like trying to like bring order to the situation now. I'm trying to. I am really trying to. But obviously, these pair just want to get down the dark road. Yeah. Right. Has anyone got any more comments? That nature's maybe not. It's disgusting. Okay. I've got a few things based on the whole series. All right. Good. Right, um... Shit. <laughs> okay, there also, there's some other actors that actually uh, returned to play their original roles from the original series, with the actors that played Sarek, Serrano Jones and Harry Mudd. They all came back in different episodes. They did. Uh, there were sequels from the original series in this one. So the Trouble with Tribbles, uh, they had a sequel called More Tribbles, More Troubles. Um, and then the one with the city on the edge of forever where uh, that time travelling one there was a sequel in this one called Yesteryear and the um, this is the first mention of Tiberius uh, for James Tiberius Kirk was in these is these stories. yeah um, the, there's an episode called The Slaver Weapon and this is the only episode <clears throat> about Kirk during Kirk's era of the mm. TV show and the movies, right? Kirk did not. William Shatner uh, did not appear in this episode. Can I? <clears throat> can I just ask? Is like the, this animated series isn't considered canon, is it? It is now. It How is can now. it be? Because like it was it was apparently what, apparently was, Captain April was the first person. That woman was the first person to have to have a medical thing on on the Enterprise at the first warp drive capable ship. Yeah. That like negates all of Enterprise. We, uh, didn't like we it. just off watch an episode? Was it Lower Decks, right? Where they did have Robert April as uh, the. Captain. No, no, he's genuinely in the canon. I've seen his yeah. name on stuff like that. But Robert what April they were saying that happened. He's name checked in Discovery, he and is, it's yeah. where Saru looks for the most decorated captains in Starfleet history, and he's one of the names listed. So yeah. he's. He's kind of being acknowledged in canon, but I did have a problem because they were saying they were on about the first ship with warp drive. Yeah, and like for the like the old lady being like the medical officer or whatever. But yeah. and, and I've written down canon with Enterprise question mark because that did confuse us. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I th that's why I don't think it is canon. I'm not entirely the, sure that it is considered canon. Like to be the, fair, the original series. 
this was supposed to be like the fourth season of the original series that's what they were saying this is where all the original writers they came back they were all saying this is the fourth season of yeah. the original series so they considered it canon and it was considered canon all the way up to I think uh, one of the heads of Paramount came in and decided he was going to cut it out but certain elements are still carried on as being part of canon such as Robert April and other aspects yeah. and uh, some of the creatures have been um, referenced within the other the other shows as well yeah um, I, don't, I, I don't think uh, it's it's canon in terms of the Enterprise timeline but I think there's canon elements in it maybe mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh, has anyone got many more notes left um, yes. after I've got some comments um, it was obviously for the story it was convenient to have someone who they regard as old as fuck which turned out to be just 75 which is weird um, but I would like to find an old person who would go do you know what I really want to be old <laughs> like I'm being old is so great I'm going to be old so, yeah like, so he doesn't want to be young again that makes absolutely no fucking sense and like yeah. what's wrong with people like I cannot wait to retire I like I would retire tomorrow if I could afford it it's like no I don't want to retire I want to stay doing what I'm doing it's like I hate these people it's just like fuck what, off what no. was the what, what was the reti retirement age back then was it 75 75 no. I mean you know it's yeah, going to be like, out there. and also lifespans were 50 in reality isn't it I mean come on it's like 68 now so it's bullshit and also life life expectancy was about sort of 75 wasn't it 80 back then or something I don't no, know it was a lot less a lot, a lot less, less. No, so, so the same retirement age of 75, you'd be dead, working you know, all your life. Yeah, the fucking well, great American dream. Bullshit, bullshit. Sorry, Andrea. So yeah, I just, I, just like obviously it's anecdotal only, but like I don't think any old people would choose to be old people when they could be young people. Like, no, I, I want to be old. It's like it's dead good being old. It's like really. It, it makes no sense in terms of like why, why. You've, you've had your life and you're not reliving it this is just an, an extra 75 fucking years what's your problem yeah. mate mm. it's true yeah. it's true yeah, that's, uh, maybe in reality true. he hates his life and he hates his wife and that's it <laughs> I, I hate my wife she's got the most like Michelle I can't believe that's Michelle Nichols voice in it yeah. that must be her old woman accent it's awful like they sound like literally like Fred and Mary West or something like full <laughs> oh, paedophiles they do paedophiles pair of them <laughs> It's um, Rose West. I just. Um... Oh yeah, Rose. Yeah, sorry. Was it, was, it was the Mary. It was the Mary one. Was it? Was it Mary serial killer? I'm sure, there was. Anyway, Mary, Queen of Scots or something. I don't she know. was probably okay. a serial killer. Yeah. We had to. We have to mention that everybody's clothes get smaller when they get smaller as yes. well. Yes, we do. Because I think. I think. Uh, I think Lindsay pointed that out. Yeah. <laughs> it is odd. It's odd. It's fucking stupid, isn't it? Uh, like most this piece of shit um, have you got much left Andrea in your comment sections um, I'm just scanning my notes I've written ship about to fly through a giant, giant space anus um, <laughs> I've mentioned the old people which make no sense um, I've mentioned the retirement age um, we've talked about He-Man which I thought might come up um, interesting factoid Star Trek the animated series is the first Star Trek series to win an Emmy. Fuck <laughs> off. Are we yes. literally tore this in your arsehole? I know, yes. Yeah, it, it is Emmy award winning television. Uh, that, that was my next fact. Go on, Andrew, explain it away. 
Um, that's all I've got really it's just like I, I had a feeling that this was going to be quite a rough ride for the animated series and I just thought I would drop that one in there yeah. um, just in, I think in terms of people's expectations of television I think they've changed a lot okay, and I think if we had to watch like 70s television all day every day we would very quickly realise that a lot of it was shit yeah it might, I mean they must have won it in a raffle or something no way <laughs> is this going to actually be awarded by a body of people but um, this show it's only 22 episodes long shown over a year right and all the episodes were repeated all the while so it did go into the memory of quite a few fans and uh, I assume it won its semi because it was outstanding entertainment for a children's show Mm. that's what it was I think think getting uh, into the memory of people isn't a good way to judge its quality is it it's not maybe not I mean like you say it's just the fact that people remember it fondly like Bob says, uh, he's remembered Fred and Rose West, hasn't he? So <laughs> they're, they're not remembered for a particularly good uh, reason. I've just been listening, to a, I've been listening to a podcast then. It's fucking mints. Yeah, the Bob's background, <laughs> sorry, this is something completely different. But Bob's background, it looks like William Shatner is kissing your head from here. Right? He's just yeah, he's leaning over and having a good little With horse. With me, me and uh, Shats are going to get some bestiality later. It's going to be great. <laughs> I've just thought, in the reverse time universe, does William Shatner start all his relationships with a big tub of horse semen? Because <laughs> it's how they end, I mean... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, because he'll get his horse semen back, won't he? So then he will go back into the airship of, ha- of happiness. Then you have to put it back inside the horse. Oh. Have you seen a horse's thing before? A horse is what? Cock. <laughs> They get yeah. this. Do you know there's a job called horse wanker? Like literally, yeah. you get people that wank off horses to get their semen. Is it fucking true, job Okay, okay I believe you. I just don't want to discuss it. We need to stop. We need to stop. We're having a very common shit-centric episode here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. I think the absence of Lindsay is very telling. Because <laughs> I think right. when like the adults are missing, the children get extra stupid. <laughs> right. Let, let's bring this back on on point. Warp thirty-six. Okay. Now I might have misunderstood what the warp thing is, but like. 9.9 is it's a logarithmic scale so that's why the closer you get to 10 every like 0.00 warp that you get is like way faster so warp 36 they're whipping by pretty much the speed of being able to cross the galaxy in about a couple of seconds yeah and then like the enterprises nab on them with a the tractor beam without a fucking problem it's not it's just all of it is just, they, they just bad start, yeah but the stats I'm, I, I, from memory I'm pretty sure the Enterprise can't go past warp 10, can it, or something? Nothing can. That's the whole point so of the warp. They go, yeah. like, if they go past warp 10, that's how they do like time travel and stuff, innit? Yeah, no, yeah. It's like breaking like the rules of physics, I think. Don't you, t- don't you turn into a reptile or something? I can't remember the logistics <laughs> of it. But. <laughs> but it is a thing, isn't it? Because like, he, he was just fucking mecking it up, that lad. Yeah, yeah. we're at warp fucking 500, mate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking nice one. Yeah, maybe he just didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. It was... <laughs> Fucking new on the bridge, wasn't he? Have you, so have you, have you spent, Andrea, on your comments and notes? Um, yeah. Might well be, yes. Cool. Sucky, you're moving paper around like normal. What are you doing? <laughs> you got much left? What are you doing? No. That we beard for? It's a end cut. Cut. All oh, right. I thought See. you were going. Oh, look at my beard, Bob. Yours is a bit shit. I thought you <laughs> With were yours compared <laughs> to mine. I know it is. Leave me alone. John, have you got fucking beards? Stop bringing this up. 
Have you got much left, John? Uh, I love the little speaking in reverse bit, which I recognised immediately as speaking in reverse. Yeah, for Twin Peaks reasons. But it's not difficult to work out. I don't know how they needed a universal translator to do it, but there yeah. you go. Because I just think they're so dependent on technology. Like, you know, when we go to Spain, like, I can at least order me one beer in Spanish, whereas if I had my universal translator, I wouldn't even bother to do that. <laughs> like, just, like to see you put horse semen back in a horse in Spain. <laughs> I don't think you'd be able to do that. What did you do when you went all there to Spain? Well, we, well, we had a good drink with uh, Pete and Rita, and then we put semen back into a horse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really Say. Good time. Um, <laughs> Have you got, Stallion I, I, balls. I, I was, just, that's what I'm thinking of now. How about your balls would fill up again, wouldn't they? So yeah. you've got so like. How much anything you're going to be doing on this episode? Fucking done. Fucking done. You know nothing. It's okay. Straight up on straight, straight up on internet. Um, I feel like I'm in a Kevin Smith film today, to be quite honest with you. So. Not, 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 not one of the good early ones, but one of the shit later ones. James had the most right back. What I was thinking of the one with the donkey. <laughs> uh, I watched the uh, I watched Bill and Ted Face the Music yesterday. Oh. That's class. What's Bill and Ted Face the Music? The latest one. Ted Fuck film. off! There's a new Bill and Ted film out. Jesus yeah. Christ! You live in the internet and you, you don't know this. Come on, no, it's okay. Cool. I'll talk to you after. Uh, right. Um, I, I was going to. My last thing was going to be. So there's a lot of exposition and it's very robotic, wooden acting exposition. It reminded me of season eleven of Doctor Who. Um, has anyone got much left? I'm going to take that as a no. So let's put some lights on this mother. How many lights you see? There are four lights! I asked how many lights you see. Give me your lights. Sucky, pick this. I'm going to come to you first, twat. Okay, lights out of five. It was it was Shit. rubbish. Yeah. The story's been... We picked it apart. The animation was crap. And the acting was woeful. But you've got to give it its dues. It is 1970s and this is the sort of thing... Don't shake you. This is my opinion. This yeah. I'm gonna just gonna go. I'm gonna say it's just three out of ten because I did like some of, out of five. Three out of five. Sorry, three, three out lights of out of five. Yeah. 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 Mental. Uh, Andrea. I'm gonna surprise everyone because yeah, I have picked it to bits and like I try to hold in my head when I'm scoring it that actually like the concept of a cartoon for adults really didn't exist until The Simpsons. So its primary audience was kids. Um, it's animation from the 70s. Um, I'm going to give it two and a half because I'm going to try and judge it for what it is. Yeah. Um, and it's amused us. I can't say I haven't had a good laugh at it. So this is fucking strong. I'm yeah. very surprised. So I'm going to come to John. <laughs> well, likewise, like you, Bob, I'm going to thank uh, Sucky for picking this, you fucking fuck knuckle. <laughs> um, but I am going to... I, I'm not going to be kind like Andrea's has oh. been either and consider the the, uh, the sort of context in which it was broadcast. So it's a, it's a healthy, really fucking dim one light out of five. Yeah, I'm going to join John on one light. It's fucking shit. <laughs> fucking terrible. I'm not going to give this a sympathy fuck. Absolutely you, you, not. You know how when bulbs start to go, they get really dim? Or yeah. That's the light. That then, they, the, then they explode in your eyeballs. That's about as yeah. much fun this was. Cool. Anyway, enough of what we think. Let's find out what you think in listeners' feedback. Hi, guys. Sorry I can't be with you. 
but I thought I would drop you a little message with my thoughts on the counter clock incident. So this was my introduction to the animated series and yeah, it's a thing, isn't it? I'm not quite sure what else to say. I found some of the animation slightly disturbing. The fact that nobody had any uh, whites of their eyes was slightly odd and yeah, it was just a bit blocky, but I can absolutely see why if you couldn't afford to keep going with a live action series that you would have tried something different. It's also um, really nice to see that they used the opportunity to have some aliens who looked a bit different, so I think there's a guy with three arms on the bridge, that's a thing. But yes, just a bit odd in general. And when people like, some of the characters look more like their real life equivalencies than others, I think. I didn't really understand the logic of the other dimension. They were travelling backwards, time was travelling backwards, but they weren't really travelling backwards because cause and effect didn't become like a thing, which is something that we've seen in other episodes that involve time travel, or that involve time travelling back, or, or... Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah, like when they were de-aging, like Kirk still knew who Spock was, but he didn't know anything about tractor beams. It really make an awful lot of sense to me. I thought the flower was a bit gratuitous, but you know, there it goes. Yeah, it was a bit fun. It didn't really make much sense though. Didn't love it. Not really feeling the need to watch an awful lot more of the animated series. Sorry guys. Uh, so for me, I'm gonna give it like uh, two lights out of five, maybe? No, one and a half. Sorry guys, it was a bit rubbish. I hope you've had a good time and we will talk soon. Bye. We've not been so positive, but maybe you guys have. So we're going to read out your feedback to the counter clock incident, whatever it's called. Uh, Suki, I'll come to you first, my friend. We've got Amy uh, from Twitter, and she's put, This weekend I actually decided to re-watch the entire animated series. It's been a while and I've forgotten how much I enjoyed the groovy 70s opening theme, the 60s Batman-like sound effects, the sometimes trippy visuals. This episode has some close Trek shenanigans with the temporal plotline, but it is noticeable in that it is the first and so far, so far only appearance of Robert April in Star Trek canon. That should be classic. Not oh yeah, sorry, classic Trek, uh, Trek shenanigans. Uh, never really understood why some people don't really like the animated show, uh, series, as I always looked at it as an extension of the original series. I don't think this is its strongest episode but the series definitely has some gems and I love that all the actors are involved some like James doing Majel uh, Barrett and Nichelle, Nicole Nichols doing extra voices uh, yes uh, I think that's it from uh, Amy thank you very much well, just as the end, I just realised I got autocorrected on Majel yeah. uh, this is what happens when you type after just waking up which is what I did earlier thank you Amy we have Mark Atkinson uh, I have strong memories of watching the, uh, watching animated Star Trek as a kid uh, and I, I not watched it uh, uh, not, and not watched any episode since um, it's all a bit static isn't it very simple animation with a lot of review shots it's quite an interesting story with its reverse universe angle it reminds me of the Red Dwarf episode uh, with a similar premise. The whole crew slowly getting younger uh, was quite a nice idea, although I must admit this episode didn't really engage uh, me uh, that much, and I won't be rushing to watch any more of the animated series in the future. Uh, Johnny, it's your turn. 
Yeah, well, I was just reading uh, Debs on our WhatsApp group, uh, but I've got a message from Bob Fleming. It says, which one are we meant to watch again? TAS is wank. <laughs> Thanks, Bob, for that. A little bit of feedback off our private WhatsApp group. Sucky. <laughs> <laughs> So he said this, so let me read it out. This is from our Deb. Our Deb. Ah, pure cheese, loved it, but where's Chekhov? I'm so glad Trek has evolved beyond brilliant female doctors being dismissed as beautiful, and I'm sure Captain Kirk has other problems besides your flower, dear. Solidarity to Sookie and us oldies for all the jokes I bet you made. Also, I now feel inspired to write a story about sulky hormonal teenagers running a starship. Think of the replicator being overloaded producing condoms and spot cream. The amount of vomit in the lifts and twocking of the shuttlecraft. Twocking. Maybe we had, maybe we could have a bit of glee. Thanks, Deb. So posh, so posh. Uh, and finally, Andrea. We've got um, Chef's deep dive from um, Twitter. Um, Captain Kirk sits in that chair. Yet poor Commodore sixty four bloke had to stand up next to him. People speaking backwards and small people. Is this the Lynch Mob podcast? Born at an old age, um, make for a messy birth. See, I'm not the only one. <laughs> Could they have pause on that was self-fitting as they shrunk? At the end, when Commodore 64 had a choice to stay young, he decides not to. Did he make his wife's mind up as well? I think given the option of 75 or being 30 again, I'd go back to 30. It's a good story. And meaning of even when old, you still have a place, I'd give it 7.5 out of 10. Ooh, thanks a lot, Ships. Thank you, everyone, for writing in. It's lovely. Uh, anyway, it's time to vote for this week's red shirt. It's red shirt time. Um, who do we perceive to be the worst host this week? Let's have a little vote. Uh, Sucky, I'm going to come to you first. Come to I thought you'd come to me. Yeah. Right. I, I'm going to go for It's going to be a joint thing, really, because it's going to... I'm going to go for yeah, John and Bob. Yeah. Right, because... Why? Because you just both started on whatever you decided it was going to go up somebody's bum hole, like, <laughs> and then you just was not going to stop. Even though I was trying to make you get back to the episode, <sighs> and you just wouldn't, and I couldn't help. I was just shut up, please, shut up. So that's why. Turning you on, like, so you've got to be a job for talking yeah, about going people's corner having a wank. <laughs> oh my god! Just shot me twice. Oh, We've broken him. Jeez. Fucking hell! Broken him. Okay, love you. Okay, uh, Andrew. Me, <laughs> John. Did, got one. did you see how I totally got away with that? <laughs> yeah, but I, I, As I, I, usual, you was going to be part of it, but I thought no, I'm going to just bow for these people because I'm glad at least we've got you on this week, Dad. <laughs> uh, Andrea, I've just been called one of the oldies by Deb. <laughs> Andrea? I, I'm going to nominate Lindsay because I feel like this entire podcast would have been like a lot better controlled if she'd been present. And I think like it was a bad week to let the children go wild unsupervised. <laughs> it was never going to end well. And uh, I think yeah. the proof is in the content. Yeah, yeah, Lindsay. He looks really angry, sucky, doesn't he? It's brilliant. Uh, John, who are you going to vote for? Well, I'm not going to pick Lindsay because she's not on the pod. I think it's on the well, flash. That didn't stop you guys from picking me last time I was not on a yeah, pod. But she's not you, is she, Sucky? To <laughs> be fair. Sub Sucky, have you got so, some Considering uh, Sucky's eight, two things. Sucky's overreaction to us. Is, talking it? about well, normal human. Overreaction. Normal human. What are you talking about overreaction? Sucky. Yeah. Stop being an old stick in the mud. And also. Just generally for voting, well, no, there's three reasons of that, and then there's picking this fucking thing in the first yes. place, and then there's and then there's also giving it fucking three out of five stars. You, 
unbelievable. What are we doing on this podcast? So yeah, Sucky is my utter red shirt. I'm going to go for Sucky too because we've got him on the ropes. We're going to go for yeah. a knockout. Yeah, and for all the reasons that John said, so Sucky, you're this week's red shirt. How are we going to kill him? By putting shit up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gonna, we're gonna, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to put the horse semen up inside, back inside the horse. That's what he's gonna have to do. But then he fucks it up and he drowns him. Drowns him in horse semen. Gets loads of it in his bee and shit. <laughs> yeah, you get off the subject now, right? You kill me, carry on. Let's end this episode. Let's go. He's got to call his nose blocks, but all the beat like spends his beard and closes his mouth, so he can't breathe. That's how he dies. Cool. Well, we've got got nothing to watch next time. Uh, but anyway I'm going to put a little sting in we're going to have a chat about what we're going to be next time we've managed to wash Sucky's beard with some head and shoulders uh, and brought him back to life Um, so we've got nothing specific to watch we're having a bit just over a month off uh, to refresh ourselves for the uh, weekly podcast of Discovery Um, we've not seen a great deal we've seen little glimmers of Discovery but what are your hopes and dreams of Discovery season 3 um, Sucky I'll come to you first have you got any sort of hopes and dreams of what you think it's going to be like what do you like to see I don't know I'd like it the last few seasons the last couple of seasons they've just been quite quite serious I'd like a bit more fun in it I'd like to see it exploring new worlds and actually having a bit of fun with their their, their adventures out there where it's it's just a bit angst and it's just uh, trouble all the way and it's just got, it's got me down slightly but so I'm hoping it may be good back to having like well, I wasn't going to say lower decks but uh, a bit more uh, adult version of lower decks basically right cool so you want cartoon no not just a cartoon I want all <laughs> that would be fun yeah no I know what you mean Andrew what about you what are you hoping for well, I think I'm the opposite because I kind of hope that Strange New Worlds is going to fill what kind of suck he's looking for in terms of that kind of like story of the week, like exploring type stuff. I, I think it's going to be another heavy one. But I think everybody knows what I want from Discovery, really. <laughs> Prime Locker lives. That I want yeah. them to find him. Preferably with a bit of blood on his face, like looking oh. a bit like ripped shirt, looking a bit beaten up, but what, what is it with what is it with the beating up of he just is it the basement thing? You just want him a bit beaten? He just he looks beaten in, in a lot of a lot of things he's been in, so I'm just kind of I'm used to like most pictures of him, just that he has a slightly bloody face. So, <laughs> and I, I, I'm quite affectionate towards it now. So yeah, I think ninety percent of that might be tight trousers as well. <laughs> I like tight trousers. Tight trousers yeah. welcome. So, so Andrew wants a bloody face lock with a ripped shirt and tight trousers. I think sure. I would like I'd like Michael Burnham to have like not this like huge kind of life changing journey but I just think I would like it to just kind of be now rather than sort of I think she's had these big story arcs in the last two seasons and I would just like it to kind of get on with, with being part of that crew rather than I don't know I suppose I got to the point with Doctor Who companions where it's like does he have to be the most important person in the universe and I kind of got tired of that narrative and, and I think to an extent I think they've given her these two massive kind of arcs and massive narratives and this like most important person in the universe at this moment in time mm. um, and I think I would just like her to, to just get on with being in Starfleet now yeah is she yeah. Old, but she, you know this uh, storyline uh, story this third season is she 
is Burnham separate from the rest of the crew? Yeah. Because she went by herself. So she's, well, at least for some of the season she will be, yeah. Yeah, she's going to be with the uh, David Aola character, the actor yeah. with him. So she's hey. going to be with him for most of the series. We'll see. What I've been seeing. John, what are you what, what are you wanting? Similar to Andrea, I don't want there to be uh, a galaxy-ending peril all the time. I want there to be little bits of peril within episodes. Not have an overarching fucking plot if you want, but there's no need for it to like be the end of the universe every time. And I'm thinking that maybe we just need to see a bit more um, of like. See, the problem is we've got what ten episodes, is it, or thirteen? Fifteen, it normally is. Fifteen. I think they'll struggle to like like um, have all the stuff that I want to see, all the slow stuff, yeah. all the character building. Uh, and aside from that, I think I want Arian back as well instead. So as long as you get... That's your oh, crush. And, and, and a res- resolution to the Calypso short trek, I would like. Uh. Like what that's all about and, and what that means and whether it fits in. I'd like it to fit in. Fair enough. Yeah. So someone pulled an Easter egg out of that because apparently there's like a model of a ship. I need to rewatch it, but the ship is the Baran, which is quite a an interesting callback to series one. Um, the Baran was Lorca's ship, so obviously I. Oh, right. oh yeah, of course. But um, I, I just thought that was a, a at some point someone's got some plan for that somewhere, and I think I, I kind of agree that I would like to see how does that fit in. Yeah, I'd love to just see it continue that way. And aside yeah. from that, yeah, I don't want Michael Burnham to be the centre of the universe anymore. I've, I've like, she's been there, she's saved everybody, she's done all this, she stopped the AI and all that. I'd like her to be, like Andrew said, part of the crew. Yeah, I like her to do networking on the side as she as she gets back to the ship. But I'd like her to get back to the ship and not have to, like, be the Mary Sue of the uh, yeah, yeah. entire just- thing. I think DS9 has really highlighted to me how much of an ensemble cast it is and how yeah. I don't think we get enough of that. No, we don't at all. Absolutely. The um, the, the episode count for this new season is going to be 13 only. 13, right. Yeah. I mean, for me, uh, similar, it's very similar to you guys. Uh, what Andrew was saying about um, Strange New World, I think that will be the element of Story of the Week fun. I, I, I like that. But I'd still like to see that in Discovery. We've now gone to a place we've never seen before. You know, the fucking reins are off. There's no cannon anymore. It's and and, and that is exciting for me. And I really want them to fucking go with that. Um, and I want. It, and I, I, I do. I want worry. To... I worry that they won't, and they'll just make it a sort of. They'll have a small sort of uh, a set sort of story that's going through that will feature a number of people that come. I don't think they'll be that adve- as adventurous about it as I'd like. Yeah, I, I, for me, that's the point in doing it. The shackles of the canon. Season two is very much um, correcting canon that, that fans and things have complained about. Um, and the first two seasons of Discovery have been absolutely fantastic. There's no doubt about that. Um, but I am definitely just wanting just just something that we've never not seen before. I don't know what that is, um, but it's just something we've not seen before because, like I said, they've done a brilliant job so far. Um, but yeah, it's it's free. It's free now to do what it wants any old time. But it'd be it'd just yeah, that's what I want. See something different. I think for Discovery, but we'll find out in just over a month, and we'll be back reviewing it. But until then, um, we'll speak to you in a, in a month or so. Um, but it's been a pleasure. So stick with us, and we will be back. And it's goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 I've spent a 
here, searching for that domino that tipped over and started all of this. You believe in ghosts. What does that mean? That badge on your shirt. I watched this office every day, believing that my hope was not in vain. And that hope is you, Commander Burner. This ship bears the name Discovery. She has carried us into the future. And it will be our privilege to make that future bright. Let's see how this plays out, shall we? Where will you go? Wherever the answers are.